Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and today we're going to look at the gospel reading for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. And we're still with St. Matthew, and we need to understand that St. Matthew is a catechist. That means somebody who is teaching, and he's writing to his fellow Jews, and he's reminding them of who and what Jesus is as the fulfillment of all the promises of the Old Testament. And today, It really lays out the joy of what it is to have Jesus. So this comes to us from St. Matthew, the 11th chapter, verses 25 through 30. And we have Jesus making this statement, and he's speaking to God, his Father, God, our Father. And I've always loved that statement because it shows that we're connected to Jesus in this amazing way that we both come from the Father. And only through Jesus are we brought into the fellowship with our Heavenly Father, and that we, having been been saved, rescued, redeemed, made alive in Christ. He is now our brother, and we have been adopted into this family, and we share in the wealth, in the gifts, and the life that is provided by being connected to Jesus through his lifeblood, through his work and his gifts. And so we hear, according to St. Matthew, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. So here, Jesus is not saying that only children are the ones who get to receive faith, receive salvation, or have understanding of what God is doing in and through Christ, his only son, his only begotten son. This is a statement that is showing that when we start getting high and mighty in our intellect or in our work of work, good works, The idea that we then think that we can just accumulate enough knowledge to earn salvation or to understand salvation, well, this puts us at the center of what God is doing or what we think we need to do for God or to earn salvation. And Jesus puts us in this position, calling us little children. And you got to think about what little children do. And with this, it's the idea, and we can go, let's just go infant. An infant utterly trusts that they'll be cared for. They don't have the means to feed themselves, clothe themselves, house themselves, shelter themselves, protect themselves. They are completely, utterly dependent upon someone else keeping them alive. And now with this, they cry and they they, they want what they need. If they're hungry, they're going to cry, you know, so on and so forth. Well, think about this. We kind of do the same thing. 
We are utterly dependent upon God keeping us alive. First of all, it's God who creates, it's God who gives, and it's God who sustains. So right there, everything is on God to give to us for life. Now, as we grow, we start seeing and understanding that, well, we need to participate. We need to do things. It's not that I'm hungry. I'm going to sit here until God puts food in my belly. Well, no, you're going to need to get a job to buy food. You're going to need to cook that food, and, you know, so on and so forth. And so there's this participation But again, we recognize that everything comes from God, that he is the one who gives and delivers. This is the same thing for faith. This is the same thing for salvation. Like a little child who just really sees and expects, and I mean this in a good way, not just a demanding expectation, but expects to be cared for. Think about your childhood. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people just assume that they're going to wake up, they're going to be in bed, they're going to have a house, they're going to be fed, they're going to be clothed. This is just the expectation, especially for for us in America. And again, just broad brush and the generalities in that. It is here that we get to see and look at God. We expect him to take care of us. Why? Well, he said he would take care of us, that he would continue to provide for us, that he would continue to sustain us. And so God reveals this salvation. God reveals his gifts, his love, his peace, his mercy to those who will receive it, those who will trust. And those are his disciples. We who are baptized into Christ see that it is Christ who lives in us, lives through us. He is the one at work doing the good works already prepared for us. And we get to trust these things, this gift that God gives to us. And I love the idea that Jesus says it has been hidden from the intellects, the scholars, the the righteous. And of course, he's talking about the Pharisees. And again, this is to show that when the Pharisees opened up the Torah and preached the law, this was all about what are you doing to earn your salvation? And we get to get all high and mighty pointing out and having this wonderful checklist, look what I have done for God. Look how I helped the nice old lady walk across the street. Check. I did my good work for today. Whatever. This has the salvation and the promise of Christ is hidden when we make the emphasis of salvation about what I, what you are doing. Because we're missing Christ. We're missing God. And this is not only a first commandment, second commandment, third commandment issue, but this totally misses what Scripture is giving and receiving. And then Jesus goes on, Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And again, this is amazing, because Jesus truly shows who he is as God in the flesh, revealing the Father through his work. 
What work is this? This is not only preaching. This is not only miracles. This is not only the gifts that he gives to us. This is everything that he does. Think of this for a moment. In the Old Testament, the preparation for the coming of the Messiah, the pointing out of sin. And so we have all this sacrificial law. You need to sacrifice if you sin. You need to sacrifice for Thanksgiving. You need to sacrifice for just about every aspect of your life. And again, this shows that we are sacrificing to God because he's the one sustaining, he's the one giving, he's the one doing. But all of this was in preparing us to receive, see, have the greatest all-availing sacrifice, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who will atone for the sins and bring our sins and bring us into fellowship, bring us into this not only knowledge but faith and life in Christ. He did this for all people. He revealed that God loves the world. Again, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. This is a free offer to everyone. Now, just because it's a free offer and a free gift to everyone doesn't mean that everyone will believe. It doesn't mean that everybody will have this gift. This is where our free will comes into play. And our free will is the free will to live in Christ. This doesn't mean we choose. It means that we have been made new in baptism. We have been made new in his work. And only in Christ, only in his work, do we have the free will to love, the free will to serve, the free will to obey. This is the joy of what God gives to us. Our sinful life is actually the bound will. And that bound will says no to God. That, that's our old Adam. That's our sinful, corrupt flesh, which always rebels against God. This is why we fall to temptation. And this is also why we need to hear God's word almost as much as we can. It's reported that Luther said that every Sunday he makes sure to preach Christ crucified and that Christ loves the people, loves his congregation. And he said this because during the week, the people forget they are loved by Christ and that Christ died for their sins. And so it is very apparent that we need to hear this often. We need to be reminded who we are and whose we are. We are the baptized members of Christ, which means that we're different than the world. We're different than our old sinful flesh was once. We are now children of light. Okay, so we see that God the Father sends the Son to reveal his love, to reveal his mercy, and to bring this into the dark world. And again, this is John 1, and the light uh, the light, Jesus Christ, comes into the world, and the darkness has not overcome it. And there, we get to see our promise, our hope, our life. And this is revealed through the work of the Holy Ghost, opening our eyes of faith, our ears of faith, our heart of faith, whatever you want to say, creating faith so that we get to see the revelation of who Jesus is the one who reveals the Father, who sent Jesus into the world to bring us into relation 
bring us into connection, bring us into the Father through his work. And then Jesus makes this offer, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is an amazing offer that Jesus offers and lays to you. Come to me. Do not do the work of the law. It's already complete. It has been done. It is finished. The last words on the cross. And this is your life. You you now get to live in the freedom of knowing the law no longer crushes you. The law no longer convicts you. Satan has no words against you. The great accuser is shut up. He has nothing to claim against you. You have been spoken alive. You have been spoken forgiven. And now you get to live in the life of Christ. What is that? A life of mercy, a life of grace, a life of all that God gives and delivers to you for the salvation of the world. All of this is given to you freely in and through the love of God the Father in Christ through the revelation of the Holy Ghost. And what great joy do we have when this is received, when this is given. And this is the work of the faith. Faith clings to what we fully don't see or let alone understand. This isn't an academic exercise. We don't have a test and then we pass it to enter into heaven or enter into salvation or enter into relation with God in Christ through the Holy Ghost. It is all his work, his promise, his gift. And Jesus is really clear about this. My yoke is light. And this seems so foreign to us because really he has done all the heavy lifting. He lifted you out of sin. He lifted you out of death. And he brings you not only through this life, but to life everlasting. And he is the one that does all the work and then freely gives to you with no demand. And this is hard for our brains to wrap around because you've heard the statement, you know, there's no free lunch. If it's too good to be true, then it must be. But this is, and it doesn't make sense for us because again, we want to do, we want to participate by adding our work, our actions, but we truly do get to learn from Christ. We learn from his sacrificial love. We learn from his obedience. We learn from his life, who and what we are. You, dear listener, are the beloved of God. You are so loved that Jesus dies for your sins. And we say this so often, but how much do we really think of the depths of what that must mean? That Jesus is forsaken so that you will live. Jesus is tortured in and through the works of sinful life. The one who is perfect, the one who is truly obedient, suffers 
the tortures that you and I have earned and rightly deserve. And he stands in our place so that we can stand with him in his place, the place of life, the place of grace and mercy. We get to stand in Christ because he has brought us to that very life. To take on the yoke of Christ is to live in him. And this is with innocent, childlike faith, simply trusting that God's going to do what he's going to do, what he said he would going, was going to do, that's saving and rescuing you, and then trusting that all is taken care of for life forever. We can't add to this. And we truly get to live this utterly dependent life. We depend on God to forgive us. We depend upon God to make us alive. We depend on God to keep us alive. And not only are we dependent upon this, we get to know that He abundantly and lavishes these gifts upon us. And because we receive this love, we receive this grace, we receive this life, we then reach out to others so that they too will know the gentleness, the light burden that Christ puts upon us. You know what that light burden is? Go, believe, and live. For you have been free from sin, free from death, free from hell go forth in that new life. Frankly, that's actually really scary because now it's, what do I do with this? And, and I don't know about you, but I like structure. I like directions. And it's always because then I know what I'm supposed to do. And if something happens, it's always, well, it's not my fault. I was just following directions, rules, laws, whatever. But Jesus really breaks all that and says, live in the freedom of love. Let love rule you. And this love is the love of sacrifice and service for the neighbor, the obedience to God. That means that we listen to what he says, and then we follow through with doing what he says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your soul, with all your might, all your heart, and this is what we get to do, knowing that it has already been fulfilled. And we hold on to these gifts. We hold on to this life because this is where we truly find our hope. This is where we truly find who and what we are. The beloved of Christ, the body of Christ, the children of God, brought into the kingdom of God to live in the peace and the great and wondrous gift of being cared for and sustained to life everlasting. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. 
Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.